everybody to a special broadcast of Not Your Average Netizens. This is an emergency podcast of the show. We are doing a uncommon podcast during the week because basically the sungry burning sun controversy is taking over our lives and we have things to say about it. So obviously this is Ash. I'm joined for this podcast by uh, Jimin. Hola. <laughs> and Nat. <laughs> nice. And we're going to. We're the to... foreign swaggers of NCT. Exactly. That's what they're. That's literally what they call themselves. Like the English speakers in NCT, they call themselves the, the foreign swaggers. Okay. Okay, I'm done. All right, serious. This is serious. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but we are going to talk about um, all the ins and outs of the Sungri situation. Obviously, this is not the first podcast to do so. It will not be the last, but I'm sure we will have some very unique viewpoints on what is going on and what has happened so far since, at least since we started recording. I'm sure the situation will continue to develop past this recording, but from what we know now, we will give our very honest, um, very candid opinions on it. So basically, this whole situation with Sungri and Burning Sun has snowballed from a situation where a woman was getting attacked by a VIP member at the club, and it is basically turned into this monster of a case, which is the biggest case in South Korea right now, or one of the biggest cases that is basically constituting police corruption, violence against women, um, sexual violence. I don't remember if I said police corruption, but yes, police corruption, uh, corruption in the entertainment industry, so much stuff. It is mind boggling. And, uh, a lot of it is just kind of, I mean, you get the feeling that it's just still the tip of the iceberg. After texts between Sungri in a special chat room, basically talking about uh, basically passing around videos of women and, you know, giving out prostitutes and passing out videos of women in sexual situations, um, buying and selling them with various celebrities and what may turn out to be um, important people in the police department. We don't, that's alleged. There's no verification on that yet. Um, where all these texts um, that YG and Sungri originally said were fabricated were basically verified. Um, Sungri uh, retired from the entertainment industry this week. Um, and, um, so did singer, um, Jung, um, Jung Yoon, I believe that's his name, Jung, John, Jung Yoon. And, um, he was also, um, revealed as being one of the active members of the chat room. He also retired from the entertainment industry and this has been making like American news, like CNN. Variety, pretty big entertainment outlets have been covering it. Um, I don't know how much the interest is out there, but it's it's interesting to see that they've been reporting it. Basically, you have uh, a lot of people. I would say the majority of people in the K-pop community that are 
kind of hanging on to this whole scandal and are pre, you know, discussed it with Sungri and everything he's been involved in. But you still have um, a subset of people, uh, Big Bang fans, Sungri fans that are still supporting him, are still saying that this is uh, some sort of conspiracy against him. Uh, and it's interesting with everything going on in America with R. Kelly and Michael Jackson, that this is a thing that's going on in Korea as well, because there are quite a few parallels. What do you guys, I guess to start out with, what are your initial feelings about this and also about these fans? I guess I want to start off with that are still sticking by Sungri and kind of refusing to acknowledge the facts. I mean, I want to kind of go back to the beginning a little bit because I want to kind of explain my entire thought process. Mm-hmm, so sure. my first thought is that it's very valid to ask for evidence for any claim that's made, right? I think that's valid. I think it's valid to ask for credible evidence. And I think it's it makes sense to be in a point of, you know, not leaning on a side, just kind of asking for credible evidence, which is something in other cases, period, I feel like you can ask for as well. I'm just saying, so I think that it's valid to want to, you know, think that there needs to be credible evidence. I think that for any case, I always stand by that. I don't, I do think that, you know, we should just, if there's a claim to be made, you should always hear the claim and try to understand where the claim is coming from, I still think that it's important to be credible. Right now, we have credible evidence. Um, (laughs) It's at the point where in the Sengri case, particularly, we have credible evidence that there was prostitution going on, or not prostitution, I should say, as it were. Prostitution in the sense that there were individuals who were gathering women by whatever means and essentially selling these women sexually. And these women may or may not have known that that was happening to them. And that is a crime and it is a horrific crime. And there's also evidence, very clear evidence of, at the very least, you're joking about the fact that you are raping someone, not Sungri, but the people involved, the individuals involved. And Big Bang fans and VIPs and Sungri fans, in in a sense, I can see if they're saying, okay, well, you know, it's not only Sungri. Okay, but that doesn't mean that Sungri didn't do anything. It <laughs> doesn't mean that he's innocent of anything. I think that it's just kind of ridiculous that so much stuff could come out. Sungri even retired and went out of his way to like do things that if, I just feel like he pretty much admitted that he did it. it you know, it would be different if he's like, you know, you have to hear both sides. He's basically coming out and saying, yeah, I did it and I'm gonna try to save face while I can. It's not like it's like you got to hear both sides situation. Um, So I think it's wrong to compare it to certain cases. I mean, to compare it to the R. Kelly thing, I get it because there's evidence again. I think it's wrong for VIPs who are comparing it to other things or who are trying to bring, you know, for example, I've seen a lot of bringing up Jonghyun and what happened to Jonghyun. As far as I know, Jonghyun was not, you know, a pimp or, you know, there was no claim of him being a pimp. There was no text messages showing him pimping people out. There, you know, there wasn't any um, involvement in anything like this that led to his 
you know, untimely and unfortunate suicide. So using other idols or other situations to try to deflect is ridiculous to me. And I think that it's important that we can see this due diligence happening in the Korean, in the Korean um, court system and the Korean justice system. The investigator, the reporter who's been on this has clearly done a phenomenal job at being able to uncover facts in an unbiased way um, and just bring the facts out to the people. And I just think it's ridiculous at this point to see all of the things that we can prove that for a fact, like, happened that Sungri is not even at this point denying and instead is is apologizing <laughs> you know which is like we are we supposed to what are what do I do with this apology when there are innocent women who in your chat room were being exposed and in and well exploited you know it's like what do I do with this apology you know I don't I don't know what what he wants us to do with that. And I guess it works for VIPs and Sungri fans, whatever they're called. But it doesn't work for people who are rational and who are like, no, you need to pay for your crimes and what you've done to these women. So that's like just generally zoomed out. I know we're talking about multiple different scandals here. It's not just, you know, the the prostitution thing. It's not, you know, just the sexual abuse thing or, you know, um, the police corruption or anything like that. It's like all of it together. So that's like my zoomed out overall statement as it stands today. Unless they can come up with some evidence vindicating Sungri, that is where I stand on that overall. Um, okay, so I through a lot of different emotions and like throughout the course of the situation, but especially from the, like when Sungri had retired, um, I will admit that I got into my feelings a little bit because not because Singri had retired. I, I figured that would be sort of a conclusion to this whole thing, but because Big Bang would not be five and it sort of signaled and signaled the end of second generation, I think, in terms of like K-pop stuff. And then, so like, I was sad, you know, like I was in the bathroom at work and my eyes were red. I was like really in my feelings. I want to say like an hour later, that sadness turned into anger, and I was just so angry at Sungri. I was angry at YG. I was angry at um, all of the people involved in the scandal and whatever capacity they were involved in, and all these Sungri people who were like tweeting out so he deserved it when he he's a colossal fucking idiot and. And he is doing all of this illegal when he's in a group that is known for doing illegal activity and that is known for doing and it's like at the very least with all of these businesses and all of this bad drama around you try to be clean you should not be prostituting women like, whether it's you know by their consent and these are like you know the underground sort of legal or because um, prostitution is illegal in Korea but like there are a lot of avenues in a lot of places where prostitution is illegal where you know people willingly get into it and people willingly do it it's not rich people marrying other rich people for money like everybody prostitutes themselves in some way right so I mean that I don't have a problem with but 
if you're taking these women who are coming to the club and who are coming to these clubs because Sungri from Big Ben owns it, you know, and that's an experience in itself. And these people are coming here and you're like raping, you're sorry, you're drugging them and, you know, giving them off to investors and like the highest bidders. And then you're recording it and putting it into these group chats. Like you're scum. I mean, you're worse than scum. You're like worse than trash. You're worse than Yuchin, uh, who is still pretty trash. But like you're just a monster at this point. And it's so in Korean like society where you know, they just record people without their permission and it's okay. And all these male celebrities get away with things, even up to murder. And they're still able to have careers in and I mean also on just like a worldwide patriarchal men ish men are shit. Like just the constant fear in the back of your head that you don't know if you drink unattended, if someone's gonna put something in it. If you know, you take the bus at night, late at night, if, you know, someone's going to try something with you, like, it's, or, you know, like, office and, like, you know, he expects payments, I guess, and things. Like, this is just, like, bullshit, you and it's not fair, and it should be punished, like, to the fullest extent of the law, like, not, and not brushed under the rug because people know police officers, like, these guys clearly do. And have them, you know, um, you know, brushing things under the rug and like making things disappear. It's just, it just makes me really angry. And I'm mad at Singri, obviously. I'm mad at Big Bang because I feel like they knew about this, and that's why they kept their distance because it's very obvious that Singri sort of does his own thing, and the other the other guys are more likely to hang out with each other, and like. Like, they only include him for the sake of including him because they're a group. I mean, Top even mentioned that he doesn't even, like, invite Sunkri into his house. Content with, like, relationship, you know? But also, it's like, how are you a part of this group and not knowing that, you know, his friends are... Or not knowing about, you know, tax... Some of the tax evasion stuff and, like, just just the ominality that seems to be pervasive and like rampant in YG, you know? So to that end, Nat, are you under the like suspicion that, you know, you did mention, you feel like, okay, they probably knew. Are you under the suspicion that it's, you know, a YG wide situation where, you know, even the people behind the scenes at YG probably knew about this. And it's like, they've all been aiding in some re- or being complacent at the very least in this atrocity going on. Complacency. But I, I you're breaking people, up. You're sorry. breaking up. Hello? Can you Can say you that me? again? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear anything after I asked my question. Cause oh, sorry. it broke up. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, yeah definitely think that there's complacency i think there's mm-hmm. more complacency more or active part of it and like i mean that's just what i'm going to choose to believe right now until i see evidence saying other- i don't mm-hmm. really feel like it's it's not that it's not fair because i really don't care about fairness at this point but it's not you should jump the gun and i think it becomes a witch hunt at that point and it don't think that's like constructive and i don't think that 
is conducive to a, an supposed to be neutral. It, so, sorry. Well, I, I just it does seem like that's kind of what's happening. Oh, for sure. Kind of on the Korean side, at the least. Oh, yes. It seems like there's definitely a witch hunt now for like YG, anything YG related. Like, you know, of course they've had you know the reputation of being sort of the bad boys, I guess, of K-pop. Yes. Particularly Big Bang and and people basically alleging that YG is one big sort of cartel, yes. <laughs> essentially. Yes. You know, and, and so I think that people are almost looking for a reason to just you know um, implicate or. And I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but yeah, no, they're I looking for it. a reason to basically say that, okay, this person was definitely involved or this person had to. And I'm not saying that they weren't. I just, like you said, there's nothing really constructive to me about creating a witch hunt for every single YG artist. Like, I don't, I have a hard time believing that, for example, you know, Lisa or something like that or... Right you know, would be actively aiding hit, you know, Sungri in this like huge conspiracy. I, I just think that that's a little far-fetched until we see some evidence that that could be the case. I felt a lot of different emotions, like the initial story hit and everything was coming out. I was kind of like, I didn't really know what to believe. And it seemed like it was becoming a bit of a witch hunt. But this was like before we got knew about the text messages and like the group chats and stuff like that. So I think like the stream of information was a bit more inconsistent because it wasn't such a hot story. It was more like, well, this is just regular going on in Korea and like with, uh, you know, men taking advantage of women and like um, in the club area and especially. And so. You know, I, I was kind of paying attention, but I wasn't really, sh- really no- aware of what was going on. And Singri didn't seem like there wasn't really enough tying him to any of that, such any of that stuff um, in the same way. So I was kind of like, well, you know, it'll probably blow over. And if, if you listen to the podcast, it's probably going to come out after this. You'll hear that in a lot of our tones um, because we we just didn't have enough information. And so when um, I think I was on Monday the news came out that he had retired from the industry. I'll admit, I was a little in my feelings. I was, you know, upset because, you know, I've been a Big Bang fan for so long. And all I could really think about was like the fact that Big Bang itself was not going to be a group in the way that it, you know, we knew it. And it just felt like the end of an era, the end of like second generation dominance and even though they're not like dominating in the same way that they used to, they were still like, you know, up there and respected. I mean, Flower Road did so well and there was no promotion, right? It's because of the big man name and the brand that it was able to do as well as it had done. And so, I mean, I was like in my feelings for a bit and I, you know, I was at work and I went to the bathroom and I was like, my eyes were red and I was like, in my feelings about it and then like an hour later I was like pissed I feel like all of that like emotion and like emotional distress or whatever just went into rage mode and I was just so angry I was angry at Sungri I was angry at YG I was angry at Big Bang I was angry at the patriarchy I was angry at like these police officers and all these other celebrities and like businessmen who were involved. I was just mad because it's like, 
there's so much shit that you have to sort of be aware of and be weary of as a woman. And like to think that Sungri used his big bang idol status to, you know, get his fans to come to, you know, his ramen shots and to his clubs. And he was allowing and even perpetrating like dragging out these women uh, to give them away to, um, you know, these, these investors or potential investors. And he was a part of these group chats where men were like raping girls and recording it and, or in relationships and like in sexual relationships with girls and recording it against their consent. And, you know, that was not a big deal. It was nothing to these, these men. It was nothing to Sungri. And it just really made me very angry. And I was mad at VIPs who were defending him and the solo Sungri fans who were defending him. And K-pop in general, like, it just feels like every time a group has a scandal, other fandoms come out and they're like, oh, well, you know, he's trash, stand this. Or, you know, Big Bang, or sorry, like, you know, these groups, these other groups, you know, X, Y, and Z would never. And they kind of take some sort of glee, or they feel glee, like the downfall of your group, because it means that there's more room for theirs. And it just, I know, I was really angry at everybody, (laughs) I'll be honest. And I'm still kind of really pissed, because I don't like, I don't like the reaction. I don't like, I don't like, you know, how it's growing and how you know there's so much more involved and there's so much more shit and and just garbage behavior um that you know these men were were like laughing about and just sharing with each other like it, it just it's it's really it's frightening like i had you know like a mutual on twitter asked me like oh my god when you were in korea did you use public bathrooms and it's like you know, it kind of brings a lot of that stuff. Just like, holy shit, like, when are you safe? You know, like, when are you even allowed to, you know, be okay and, and you know, feel comfortable when there's men who were like recording women in bathrooms and in their hotel rooms and, you know, from roofs across your apartment building with you know their cameras and things like that and it's and they have police chiefs and they have you know these big rich men and like maybe even like somebody at Naver from the newest um, information who's involved and you know YG obviously um, has his filth all over it and then it's like I feel bad for the actual innocent artists at YG who are now going to be tainted by this because people look at artists not just based on the merit of the artistry but also on their companies and that's why you have company stands uh but if everybody's against yg and with all the stocks falling who knows what's going to happen to the company and who knows what's going to happen to you know blackpink and john somi and um i like there's so many artists there and you have to wonder too like who's involved is it like teddy involved is you know, these managers, these, you know, producers behind the scenes and like who's in, and who are the victims? Because a lot of these girls are anonymous, thank God, because I would really hate for them to be dragged into this, you know, in the pursuit of justice, um, especially when we know how the whole scarlet letter syndrome is. It's like it's never the man's fault. It's the woman's fault, you know, and she's forever tainted by it. And so... There's just so much 
many so much news I think sort of hitting hitting us like and being translated quite quickly I may add so it's kind it's it's sort of like hard to really gauge the full extent of it and to really have one emotion on you know the whole situation because there's so many moving parts there's so many people involved there's so many questions like I mean as Jimin mentioned you know like we there is still things that we don't know and we shouldn't witch hunt people because of a connection like you know people mention Yuri's brother and you know Jessica's boyfriends is friends with all like they're like a crew or whatever and so now it might be tainting Yuri and Jessica and like it's it's really it's really unfair to innocent people especially the innocent women who you know trust these men like Park it was at Park and Bio who like had all that crap at seven and now like her husband is like recording their sex and sent and putting in the into this group chat and it's 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 just terrible it's it's honestly just terrible and i don't like how fandoms are reacting outside of like obviously you know like he should go to jail and he should pay for his crime but i want to say that people who have been a fan of big bang for a very long time like myself and like ash you know we do also get to mourn the end of our group however the end has come about no one is saying what Sangree is like okay i'm not gonna i am not saying that Sangree is right i think that he should be punished to the full extent of the laws for his crimes and i am so happy he's going to be punished because he should not be allowed to get away with this but also i should also be allowed to mourn the end of 10 plus years of you know like standing a group and being you know like you know having a bond with them and people in the fandom and memories attached to them i like we are allowed to mourn that and feel sad about that because we're not victims. We're not like the victims of this this situation or any of the situations. We're not. But I mean, it does affect us in a small way. And I mean, we're human beings. So we should be allowed to act like human beings. And, you know, it's not always going to be the throw away the keys, lock him up. Because I mean, it's easy to say um, when you already don't like somebody or you don't really care, it's really easy to be like, throw them all away, you know, like put them all in the garbage. Mind you, we don't even know how or if the other Big Bang members were involved or if they even knew about this or the extent of what they knew. We don't know anything about that. So it's it's really annoying, to be honest, like on top of everything else that is going on, it's really annoying for people who don't even care really that much i i don't think they care that much about the victims i feel like they're just like oh great the guys at the top are gone now you know our group who is always better and who is you know better in a lot of ways like oh we can sort of you know have more room to push our group because look our group is not doing this but let me remind you k-pop k-pop fans k-pop Your groups, all groups in K-pop, are guilty of something. Whether it's it's not rape, and thank God it's not, and it's not you know 
videotaping girls, you know, in intimate moments and, you know, sharing in groups, thank God. But your groups are still racist. Your groups are still misogynistic. Your groups are still hiding DUIs and assaults. So I feel like, like they're in K-pop, there is really not a lot of room for people to be on a high horse. Um, and but yeah, I just I wanted to say that because it's like yes, I want to report in on these guys and I want them to be punished. Yes, one thousand percent. But I can also be like, you need to calm down sometimes. Like some of the people that I've been seeing, especially on the timeline and just in the tags, like they are standing groups that have done terrible things as well. Super Junior, looking <laughs> directly at you. I was and, about to say. And it's like people are acting like their groups are innocent or like they have nothing to worry about because it's just like make fun of the VIPs. And it's like, no, that's not right. And that's just not fair because as I said, almost every group in K pop is guilty of something. So unless you can give me somebody super clean, like Jonghyun, who, you know, even if he did make a mistake, he always owned up to it 1000%, always apologized and always showed that he learned from his mistakes, then, you know, you need to shut the hell up and just continue reporting on the facts. And that- that's all for now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I, at the risk of interrupting Ash's thoughts, I do have a few things. You to are say. not. <laughs> okay. I do have a, a few things to say. Um, first off, as a completely objective third party, it almost seems like, and this is just me knowing what I know. I mean, obviously, I'm not a scholar on the whole entire case. It's a pretty um, deep dive to really get into yeah. every facet of it. Yeah. But just, you know, from what I know, in a way, it kind of seems like Sungri is like the perfect fall guy. <laughs> now, obviously, he's yeah. very much like... Um, He's very much guilty of doing a lot of things. Yes. Also, what needs to happen in addition, not, you know, instead of, but in addition, we really, really need to have a serious conversation about this June Young guy. We need to have a serious conversation about him. Everybody was in that chat room and, you know, the people recording themselves, raping women uh, or recording women without their consent, distributing you know, these videos, we really, we really need to have a serious conversation and really try to get more information spread about these people as well. I think it's so important that, you know, it's not just the the person at the tippy top that goes down, but everybody with them. I'm not saying that it should be a witch hunt for people to go down. I don't believe in witch hunts. I believe in facts. And there's so many facts about these other people who are involved it's just weird to me how it's almost all deflected to talk about Sungri, <laughs> particularly from the uh, other group stands. You know, it's just so weird to me. It's so odd. And even K fans, I know we were talking about, you know, how it just seems like K nets are really making this a like YG witch hunt where everybody in YG is a criminal now because Sungri is, or, you know, everybody in YG is guilty of something, which, you know, honestly, 
I, I don't think it's appropriate or fair to compare someone doing drugs to for whatever reason, what it, whether it's like coping with being an idol or, you know, smoking weed because you're having back pain from dancing 24 hours a day or something like that with quite literally pimping out women. Like, I, I don't think it's fair to compare that. And, and you know, I other people may may feel differently. I just think that I've said this before. I do think that there are, you know, there's a hierarchy to uh, things that are illegal. Not everything that is illegal is completely morally reprehensible, such as, for example, I think that, you know, I know drugs are heavily policed in Korea. They're heavily policed everywhere, right? But I think in Korea, even, at least in America, you know, the way we see things like marijuana is very different than in Korea, where marijuana is like, you might as well be, you know, like, pumping fentanyl in your, into your veins. You know, you might as well be doing the devil's work. I don't think it's fair to compare those things, even if YG is known for, as a company that has drug-related scandals. That being said, there's, you know... I, so, okay, I, I want to say that I, I don't believe that there should be a witch hunt to find out who we can take down along with Sungri in terms of the people who have not been proven to already be involved. You see, does that make sense? So mm-hmm. the yeah, the no, guys from the uh, the guy that's in the chat room, the guys that are in this chat room, yes, of course. But um, this whole, you know, let's find out who in YG we can cancel is just crazy to me. That I, I don't understand that. I don't understand it when it happens in America. I don't understand it in Korea, particularly with these I stands who want to pretend like, Opa so innocent, only Sungri is is the bad person in the world. And it, it's just like, it's ridiculous. It's naive. It's misguided. There are tons of horrible people. There are tons of good people. And I just don't think, I think that every every case, particularly one so like this, that, that's involving multiple types of crimes, particularly sexual crimes, I think that every case is case by case. I don't believe in the idea that you can just compare, you know, across you know, things. I, I don't I don't think that or that you can just group people in together. I think it's case by case. And in this situation, we should treat it that way as well. And I, it's it's just odd, the vitriol and the hatred. Like you said, they don't care about the victims. They care about bringing Sungri down. Yeah. That's what it really, truly comes down to. Because if you care about victims, you would keep that same energy for everybody, not just yeah. Sungri. But yep. every, but you don't see nearly as many people talking about the other people who are implicated. You don't see nearly as people talk about any. I'm sure if it was, you know, another member of a major group being talked about, you probably wouldn't see that same energy from, you know, those those people who, you know, stand them. No. So it's just, I don't know. I just feel like, like I said, just being, a you know, from a third party perspective, I'm not like a Big Bang fan. I mean, I recognize they have good music. I'm not a Big Bang fan. I've said since day one that Sungri rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not yeah. into Sungri. Never have been. I think that he, what he, what what we have, what has been proven about him, because once, once again, like I said, I'm not a person that just believes accusations because they're, they happen. I need facts. We have facts about Sungri, as I said earlier. And what has been proven about him is reprehensible. I just think that it's, really also reprehensible to use this as an opportunity to attack YG because they've been dominating in your company or whatever has it. You know? It's just odd to me. Yeah. 
Ash? Well, I will say about the whole thing with the iFans and everything as far as focusing on Sungri to the exception of everyone else, I have noticed that with iFans, there is more of a obsession with the K-pop aspects of the case, whereas I've noticed in any discussions about uh, Korea or Koreans and, and their viewpoint as far as the whole Burning Sun scandal, there's a larger scope that also encompasses police corruption that is very, there's probably as far in terms of how Korea sees it, even bigger than the whole sexual aspect of the case, sexual scandal aspect of the case with these policemen that have allegedly helped cover up some of these things or may have tried to help cover up some of the things that Burning Sun did. One of the members of the chat room, I think it's the member of FT Island, recently had a DUI not that long ago, and there's allegations that the police helped him cover that up, tried to help him cover up allegations a long time ago about having tapes of women. So this is a big deal as far as that's concerned. There's also there's also going around about a uh, policeman maybe a decade or two ago and the Kangnam Police Department that tried to go off on his own investigation into corruption that was going on and he, he turned up dead under suspicious circumstances. And, you know, nothing was ever looked into the case. It was kind of, you know, quietly filed away. And now people are trying to get that case reopened in light of what's been going on. So it, I, even though it's not as glamorous and I I do find that aspect of everything that's going on with the police and and all what started out as, you know, K-pop scandal, whatever, is slowly uncovering these bigger, more endemic issues within Korean culture and Korean society. I guess my viewpoint on that, going back to Sungri, of course, what do you guys think about Big Bang and how the Sungri case is going to affect them coming back? Do you think what Sungri has done has tainted the band as a whole? Or... I do think that they will have a successful comeback and everything will be fine. You can go first. I want. Uh, so basically, <laughs> I mean, my opinion, like our last podcast, um, is <sighs> since yesterday. Yeah. They, I feel like they can always come back from this because people in, like, male, male celebrities in Korea have come back from this and they're still able to successfully make money. And they're still able to have careers. So it's not a big deal. Or it's not like a, it's not like a nail in the coffin, I should say, for the Korean public and even like the international fans um, to, to turn their back 100% because of this um, situation. I mean, um, they were trending Sungri all day for like, 
the last couple of days, I think. And it's it's a mix. It's of people supporting him 100%, including other fans from other fandoms. So not everybody has been like, it's everybody's all over the place, it seems. Um, but it looks like a lot of people him. And as long as you still have fans, you still have a career because that's the point of, you know, being an idol, having fans. You don't really need the... I don't think you really need like the to have the public have a positive um, image of you. You just need them to talk about you. You need them to buy your things, or you need your fans to buy your things. Yeah. And yeah. Can I? Can I? Can we go back to something that you just said? Yeah. About uh, uh, even other fans are supporting him. Yeah. Of other groups, it's kind of interesting that you note that because. It makes me think about the this idea of uh, well, first of all, first and foremost, Korea booze, but this yeah. idea that like Korea is this fantasy land that like nothing bad ever happens there, or like even if it's bad, it's not as it, it's like this. Uh, what do I want to call it? Like, I, let me put it in a different way, right? Okay. I noticed that there tends to be in the K-pop fandom it's not like i'm not gonna say all k-pop fans obviously but there's a portion of k-pop fans who kind of have this idea of um it's not just infantilizing it's like dehumanization in a way that is um positive you know what i mean it's like you they're reduced down to this very positive perspective from the it's like because they're Asian, <laughs> it's like they can't do anything that will be considered criminal, and I think it has to do with the way Asian people are stereotyped. Okay, like the model minority? My, exactly, the model minority okay. mentality. That might be me obviously overthinking it. It is me overthinking it, but it just kind of makes me think of the model minority mentality and how harmful it truly is, because it can end up shielding people that don't need to be shielded. I think that also touches on just idolhood or the idol world in general. The whole point of it is for people to be happy and smiling at all times and perfect. And it, so I think when you buy into K-pop, you have to buy in in some way to the fantasy and to the fakeness of of these idols and the world that they live in. Because mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of just you know, this this situation and, you know, what's coming out and things like that, that's like the tip of the iceberg, I think, personally, because I've heard stories of, you know, girls' generation having to, you know, serve investors for SME, you know, even at the height of their career, because, you know, they're part of the company and they have to do what the company says. You know, like, I, you hear about CEOs abusing these these kids or using, or like G, Gina, is it Gina? Is that that was her name, right? That yeah, that Gina. Idol, yeah, from from Cube, who um, you know, was she had sponsorships, and it pretty much ruined her career. And it's not like these are things that happen all the time. It's just and, interesting that it will ruin it ruins women like female idols' careers, but not male idols' careers. Well, and we know why, but it's just yeah, it's just interesting. Of course, I mean. Gender, like the gender divide, is huge in 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 K-pop. I mean, you can tell too by like all the girl groups, the great girl groups who disband way before their time, and all the male girl boy groups who are like still around, even if they're not really making hits or anything like that. But it's if they can still, you know, sell out a tour, 
in small venues, they they can still hang on. I mean, Shinwa hasn't really had a hit for a while. And every year they have the concert and <laughs> every year they sell those DVDs. And I know because I buy those DVDs. So it's like, you know. And they're not even like groups. the physical standard. So no, no, and because they're a lot. older <laughs> and they don't really dance as much as they used to, and even even in the height, like in the back of the day, they were always like second to HOT or GOD. I feel you like know? back in the day, idols were huskier. For lack they of were. a better word, they looked like the average Korean male. They weren't, they weren't like pretty. They weren't yeah, if fit, you, pretty flower boy look. If you look at, for example, the new big hit group, if you look at text. Like obviously they're they're kids, so it's a little different. They're literally teenagers, but still, it's like the idea that they're just like extremely Polished. skinny and these like really these what Koreans like Koreans and Caribbeans like to call small faces. <laughs> I've never I hadn't heard big face small face until I met Koreans and Caribbeans. I've okay, never yeah. actually heard that be a thing that people judge people by. Yeah, um, but it's it's just really interesting to see and. I feel like, and I, and I want to pose this question to you guys. I personally feel like this was going to happen sooner or later, this type of, of thing. Of course. And I want to know, and obviously it's not a good thing that it's happening, but do you think that it could have a positive effect? Kind of like how uh, in America Donald Trump getting elected really, really polarized the nation to the point where I think it's having a radical effect on the way the left-leaning people are, you know, approaching the next election and being more serious about it. Do you think it, this type of thing could have an effect in terms of if, you know, of course things are coming out about police corruption and things like that. Do you think at that level, if there's any sort of political implications from someone very high up, do you think it could have an effect on Korean society or even society worldwide? Because obviously we still live in a very patriarchal you know, society that lets men kind of get away with anything. Do you think that that could have an effect if it reaches high enough? I don't think it will. Hmm. I mean, I think that, like, you touched on something in that Singri is probably going to take the fall and take whatever deal that he can get. Mm-hmm. And in order to spare his youngs and, you know, people above him who are probably much more dirtier than he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I know I because the focus is not on the victims or not as much on the victims as I think it should be. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that that's going to change um, anything really in terms of laws for recording women without their consent, especially mm-hmm. I, like I hope I, I honestly do hope that women in Korea start like, you know, they've already had marches. They already have like people who go into bathrooms to check for cameras. I mean, they already have all of these things. And it's not enough. It's not doing anything to prevent it. It's not doing Mm -hmm. anything to, you know, save these women. Because I think it deals with more of the fact that it happens. It doesn't go to the root cause. And I don't think it also helps change perceptions of the women after, you know, a sex tape of her that she didn't even know was being created is out, you know? So you have people who keep doing it because the root cause is not being investigated they don't care and then you have it where these innocent victims are being like you know stigmatized and you know they have that sort of scarlet letter being attached to them um, unfairly for maybe the rest of their lives you know and it kind of like in a way like and I don't want to equate the two because like there it is 
two different times, two different types of situations, you know, like, but the whole situation with the comfort women, you know, like, the fact that, you know, these are poor women who were just like taken and, you know, used and they came back and they had that stigma attached to them because of what happened to them. And it was against their will. And it, you know, I guess it's easier for people to be like, oh, well, it was Japanese. It was during the war, you know, like they have other things that they can attribute to it. But it's for me, in, in some ways, it's very similar. Um, and if they are only sort of coming to a place where they can respect these women and I mean I don't even want to go into how I feel like some people just use their plight as to be anti-Japanese but (laughs) you know like that's also like a whole other discussion and I'm not completely like knowledgeable on it 1000% to have that discussion I don't think but it just came across in some ways to me like Mm -hmm. that but I feel like I don't know it's just like Big Bang like as four members maybe or you know like after everything happens and Sengri goes to jail hopefully and he comes out and they reunite as a five member group and they drop a banger yeah I think that they will rebound I think that there will be a redemption tour I think that they will do just fine and I think that they can reclaim their spot at the top I think there's going to be a period where like everyone's going to be doing their own thing or just laying low depending on who it is I think Taeyang will be fine regardless, unless something comes out to incriminate him. Just because the the story right now is that Taeyang is the innocent flower in the group and he's the only non-drogi, he's the only good guy. And I mean, I I don't I don't know either way because I don't really know Taeyang like that. And I personally don't even like him that much. Um, just because I think that he does a lot of very weird, like uh n-word boo kind of stuff uh um from like trying to be omarion in the beginning of his career and all the dreads and like it was just like very strange to me and i don't like it so i mean i don't really know taeyang enough to isn't he the one that was like i need to go through some pain to seem like a black person he said he needed to experience more pain to know what it felt like to be black person so i mean these are (laughs) So, I mean, like, but the thing is, the odd, like, the story about him right now, like, he's, like, the innocent one. He is, they were putting messages on his Instagram asking him to leave Big Bang and just to go solo and just be a solo artist because he's the only good one. And so, it's, I, I, I hate it, but I don't think that, like, I think maybe five, even ten years from now, I think this is going to be just something that happened in the past. Do you do you think that there's nothing that could because I think I I think you know well how about this Ash what do you think about that or do you have any well hopefully well I do think I did say that I like earlier that I do think that Korea is more focused on the police corruption aspect or it's taking a bigger stage with them uh, than the whole slingery thing, even though that's obviously important as well. But I kind of see where Nat's coming from with, with saying that in five to 10 years, it's entirely possible that they Big Bang could get back, back together and have a good song and, you know, chart again. But I do think it will take, if, if they do come back, it will take, at least 
maybe five or ten years. It will take some time um, because, I mean, this is something that, you know, has gotten national attention. And, you know, it's basically dark and sunny's name. I mean, it, this is, I mean, if there's anything that, you know, could have been worse, I mean, I think the only thing that could have been worse is if Sungri had been caught with drugs as well. You know, he probably committed a crime and it was pretty reprehensible. And I mean, that's not something that's just going to go away. But I wanted to know what you guys think YG's role in all this is. I think he's a mastermind. I think that a lot of the things that Sungri learned, he learned from YG. And it's not just because I don't like YG. Because, I mean, like, obviously I don't like him. But the whole tax evasion thing. And, like, I feel like for a while, YG was sort of grooming Sungri to be hmm. his successor. So I, and that's why, like, YGX came about, where Sungri was sort of in charge of his own thing. And I, during this year, it's not just that Sungri was becoming the face of Big Bang. But I feel like he was also, in a way, becoming the face of YGE. So, like with the Netflix thing, yeah, exactly. So, I feel like in a lot of ways, there was a YG, YG had his hand in a lot of things, or he sort of, I don't know, I'm, I'm not gonna say that he he made Sungri do anything because no one can make you do those terrible things, you're gonna do them or not, it's gonna be up to you. But I, I'm like, I would put money on the fact that I think that I believe that's. YG knew and to the full extent that he did like uh, of all the situation and all the things that were going on I think that he knew and his relationship that's sort of unfolding now with Naber and how Naber pretty much buries YG controversies and stuff um, tells me that his reach is probably much bigger and so if Sungri does take the fall for everything I mean obviously outside of the things that that uh, Jungkook did too um, but if Sungri does shoulder a lot of these things, I wouldn't be surprised if he was not taking the blame or the burden of things that could implicate YG and could implicate people above him, like this commissioner of the police or whatever that they were mentioning and things like that. So um, in a lot of ways, I I think that YG is dirty and I think that he's definitely involved more so than we know at this time because we only really know about the tax evasion at his his clubs with that i think he owns with his brother um but i wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't more information coming out in the future about yg being dirty what about you guys Mm -hmm. i think um i think that yg definitely knows more than most people will probably admit that he knows, I guess. Um, yeah. I just feel like anytime you have something this big, it will be hard to, for me to truly believe that only the people involved know. Does that make sense? Of course. I feel like there's always multiple parties. And by multiple, I mean a significant number of people who know it, it, or at least have an inkling about it. Um, I think that... I don't really know about YG's relationship with Sungri, so I can't speak to that. I think that it is really interesting that whenever I, at least in the past year, whenever I thought about YG, I did think about the stuff that Sungri was doing with YG, particularly all the business moves they made last year. 
uh, that was really interesting. Like in hindsight, it's really interesting to think of. Um, I think YG's a complete trash human being. I think, um, and that's based on things that I know, things that I can prove, not me just speculating on whether or not he was involved with this. It's based on things that I know. Um, so it is very easy for me to believe he was involved. I'm not going to make that statement like I know for a fact. But once again, it would be hard to believe that he wasn't, you know. And then also, he's he's trash. If you have a record of being trash, like with facts and evidence, it would be hard to dispute that those facts and evidence uh, you know, of you being trash. Um, so, yeah. And, and in terms of what this could do to that company, I know we talked about before he could easily just, or, you know, the company could easily just detach the YG name from it. You yeah. can, I guess you could do that, but you're, but by, it's like you can't, you could take away the, the name, but you can't really take away with a brand in a sense. Or the taint. <laughs> yeah well you know everything that comes with the brand because yeah. it's still people are still gonna think when we think blackpink when we think icon we're still gonna think yg because that's just how it is that's just the facts so that's a really great question ash i i and i'm interested to know what yg's connections are i really truly yeah. am because we know that the only reason he's successful is because of big bang i mean you can, I guess you can say 21 as well. I think, you know, I think, you know, we can recognize that his second gen groups are all very talented, but I think it's just the fact that boy groups get supported more and Big Bang got supported a million times more. You go on any, you know, any random discussion about K-pop, Big Bang is inevitably going to come up, but more particularly just kind of in a way that people sort of um, deify them. Yeah, I would say they idolize them, but I think that's the point, right? Because they're yeah, idols. Of course. Um, but they de- it's like a next level idolization yeah. of Big Bang. Like, you can't, it's like people go, it's an undisputed fact that Big Bangs are the kings of K pop and da 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 da. And so it's just like, that's his bread and butter. But I think it would be naive to believe that he only got there on the strength of the talent of his group because if that's the case you could literally make that case um you can make i, I don't it's just hard to believe for example you, let's you could even take um lee suman you could say any ceo or any former ceo there's more than just like their their roster that got, you know what i mean to get that much power and pull in industry you know what I mean? I think it takes just a little bit more than having a talented roster. Mm, I would say, like, for all of these companies, it really is that. I mean, it's only recently they've branched out into other other things in terms of, like, inquiring, like, acting agencies or, like... No, no, no. I, I don't mean that. I oh, don't mean sorry, that at all. Mean, I mean in mean? terms of... I mean in terms of connections. Oh, And being okay. able to have friends in high places to mean. fund you. Yeah, yeah, that's no, kind of definitely. how, for example, Hitman Bang. That's how it all started with, you know, um, Big Hit. Yeah, he, he had JYP, literally JYP. So it's he had people who had money behind him. Yeah. I think YG definitely would have influential people on in his pocket, and that could play into this idea that there's corruption involved in this big, you know, con- this big scandal. That's yeah. what I mean. I obviously I don't think he you know he had an acting agency and that that's not fact okay no no i see what you mean i thought i thought that's what you were referring to but you're talking about more so like um 
I guess the power behind somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like just okay. being charismatic and being able to make friends and, yeah. you know, take your, like, you know, take your artist to Dubai and yeah. introduce them to very rich people. <laughs> like, like stuff yeah. like that. No, I totally, I get, I agree because um, if you listen, look at Big Hit, you look at Cube, they were all created by um, people who used to work at JYP and who had a hand in like producing um, and, you know, managing groups and things. So like they had the experience, but they also had the support from people who were established in the industry. Right. Um, Lee Man had a group <laughs> before he started SM and his pretty much like he, he like studied in the U.S. for a really long time and he mm-hmm. was very much in control of every aspect of his group and he lucked out because HOT just blew up and then he had SES and he was sort of able to capitalize on things like that but I mean obviously we know from slave his slave contracts and things like that um, that he can get away with pretty much anything um, and the company can pretty much get away with anything too um, also I mean look at how they block former artists from performing on music shows I mean that sorry sorry. (laughs) I feel like you know like obviously they know people and they know and they can use their name to curry favors um Mm -hmm. from people who have you know power to affect other people and it yeah so I mean I, I definitely agree that like I don't want to say for sure like because we don't really know what anybody knows or what anybody has done so far outside of what we do know, which is based on the chat rooms that um, were translated for us to see. And so a lot of a lot of this is still it definitely is speculation. But, you know, I would be shocked <laughs> if YG came out of this squeaky clean. I would be honestly shocked and I probably wouldn't believe it I, I'd be shocked as well if yeah. if and, and when I say this I'm not implicating them at all but I'd be shocked as well as we discussed earlier if the members of Big Bang also came out squeakily yeah, not saying that sure. they did anything I'm no. saying that knowing knowing and not doing anything or knowing and deceiving people about it is still bad of course, of course. And that's the thing, right? Yeah. Uh, Jung Joon Young is pretty much like the worst person involved in any of this because he is the one who has been, you know, recording girls he's been dating, girls he's just sleeping with, girls that he is raping, and he's putting what's, it in these groups. What's illegal voyeurism called or illegal, what is that called? Um. I, I know it's like revenge porn, but like that's not revenge porn. That's something else. No, because it's not like they were dating and he put it up after they broke up or anything like that. No, um, I don't know. There's no words that has um that's come into mind right now. Um, Yeah, but like okay, so Jung Jun Young a couple years ago had also um been under fire for recording um intimate moments with a girl that he was dating and when she found out she she tried to um get some sort of punishment for Jung Jun Young and you know what he did he apologized he said he was going to reflect and that you know he I think he was his excuse was that he didn't realize that she hadn't said that she didn't want it to be recorded or something um 
And so with the help of his police friends, he was able to brush that under the rug and continue on like nothing happened. Um, and so it's not surprising that his, his thing in this, this time as well was to come home from wherever he was, surrender himself to the police, um, acknowledge everything that he's done, apologize, and then go into reflection. Um, like anybody's buying it, anybody's believing it. I, he's just such trash. Like, and the fact is he doesn't seem to, I think he's, it comes across like he's more worried about his career and the repercussions in that regard than what he actually did. Because even his apology was just like, you know, oh, I'm sorry for all those who have believed in me. And, you know, it, it doesn't come across like he actually acknowledges what he did was wrong. Which, it, it's crazy because, like, the whole crux of this whole thing, like, right now, like, is because of your actions. These are things that you did that you knew were wrong, you didn't care about because, you know, you felt that it, it was exciting for you or, you know, like you had an entitlement to these women um, and to, you know, just their bodies. And it's just so disgusting. And I, I don't see nearly enough vitriol like directed towards him. Because um, it's like mostly at Singri and YG and, you know, YGE's door at this point. But he is like a mon- he's a monster. He's just an absolute monster. And I don't think that there's any, like, I know the focus is always on like rehabbing these people and like, you know, making them better and more functional parts of society. But he comes across as somebody who just will continue doing these things. And so I don't, I personally would like, you know what, if, I mean, if you want to give him the death penalty for this, then just go ahead and do it. I personally, like, I would be completely okay with that. And I, and put it on record, putting it for anybody to hear, because I just don't feel like he is remorseful. I don't think he cares about what he did to any of these girls, any of these women. Um, I think he just, you know, he's mad that he got caught and he's trying to, you know, wrap it up on his end because, you know, the investigation against Singri is still going on. But, you know, he doesn't need to be investigated anymore, really, because he has apologized and he's admitted to his crimes. And so he can just, you know, get his sentence, deal with it, and then come back and, you know, move on from it. Um, I don't know. And I think, too, it, it's really helpful for him that Sungri is a bigger name and YG is a bigger name. So he can, I feel like in a lot of ways, like, yes, it was for maybe a day or so people were talking about him, but I don't really see anybody really talking about him anymore. Um, it's really just Sungri <laughs> that I'm seeing, unfortunately. Uh, so I just like I'm so tired of men. Maybe like we can be the people that bring attention to his name because I didn't know who he was until this happened. Jump Junior. Um, yeah. yeah, and honestly, I you know I might mo- a lot of people might not agree with this, but I walked away from this situation um, feeling much more vitriol towards him than anyone else that besides the other people who did the same things you know what i mean if that makes sense like slingery obviously is a, is a problem in and of itself but i just walked away feeling a little bit more like how can you just it's like what what he did to in my opinion is just like so just like i i, I couldn't even imagine it's it's one of those things that it's like you can't even empathize with that person because it's so not human 
it's like a really um this is gonna sound so messed up and we might have to not air this just because <laughs> how it's gonna sound it's a subhuman thing to do to me it's it's like you I know a lot of people have been throwing around different psychological terms to describe this person. I truly think that there is a lack of empathy, which is not, which is scary. A person with a lack of empathy is uh, barely a person. And I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) That might not be able to be aired, but that's just the facts. I mean, like, if you just even go through, like, the text messages and stuff like that, like, men like this part guy admitting that he fed some girls some sleeping pills and he's like you know recording her for this chat group and they're like rape her rape her and it's like what like all like i don't think that there's anything to be done for these people because if they're okay with this behavior i don't think that there's any real coming back from that like some of them are married some of them have daughters like are you like how how do you even justify any of this behavior, you know? Yeah. So for me, it's like, just, you know, Sungri's trash, definitely trash. And we, but we don't this really know. This guy is a dumpster. <laughs> yeah. And we don't really know the extent of too, like, as, as I said about the prostitution part, like, you know, was this like an underground, but, you know, a willing, did this involve willing bodies? Or was yeah. it just girls that, you know, they were drugging and giving to these people? Because, yeah. you know, prostitution is not legal in a lot of countries, but they still right. have, you know, ways in which people who want to do it, do it. And that's, you know, sex work. So I yeah. don't know in that way if if these women are sex, like, are they sex workers? Because if that's the case, then, you know, I I can't really say anything about what they choose to do. This is their profession. Yeah. But if these are girls that are coming to the club who are like big bang fans who are getting drugged and given to VIP members and to investors and things like that's obviously a huge, huge problem. Yeah. Sungri being knowledgeable of this fact and involved is just, you know, makes him culpable as well, even if he didn't actually rape these girls. So it's like, yeah. And, and two to add on to that, it would definitely, it wouldn't just change the way that it's viewed because the women would would have been willing, it would change from the perspective that when it's happening to people who are unwilling and who may, like you said, just be going to the club because they're Big Bang fans, it makes you wonder, okay, how many of these girls were actually of age? Yep. That's that's really, that's like one of the scariest thoughts because of the fact that um, if you're a willing participant, if you can consent, you, obviously the only people that can consent are like able-minded adults. Able to, if that's, I don't know if that's the right, like you know, the adults that can actually give consent, right? Yeah, of those course. are the only people that consent. Children, by definition, cannot give consent. If no. you are under a certain age, you just cannot give consent because you're not, you're considered impaired because you're a child. So the idea that these people, if it wasn't, you know, if they weren't able, if they were, I don't know. It's just even hard for me to say it just because it's like, we know that it was happening because we had the proof and the evidence and and the more things that come out about it, the worse it sounds. Yeah, of course. And I don't know, like, I just, I just feel like 
there's still so much we don't know and that's this so scary because we already know so many terrible things yeah so now there's like these question marks and the question marks are almost as bad or you know worse in some cases than what we already do know so i mean to tie it all up it's like do i i i want to say that i I feel like these people are going to get their just desserts and everything's going to change. And, you know, you know, women are going to feel more secure and safe, but I just don't see it happening. I think the only way it could actually happen, like realistically is if it had an economic effect on on the country as a whole. And I think that could be, it could be possible given the era of that we're in with women sort of taking a stance and, you know, and, and, actually giving the being given having the opportunity to do it in a way that wasn't there in the past a platform so to speak um i think it could be possible that it could affect korea's economy in the sense that you know if 25 percent of your economy is tourism and nobody wants to come to your country because nobody we're scared of going to a club and being drugged and raped or going into a bathroom and there's a camera like under the toilet. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a very real fear. And I think that a lot of people who they, who are kind of like separated from it, they don't really understand that. But I feel like if just imagine if this was a scandal that happened in the West, imagine how different it would be perceived by people in the West. You know what I mean? Like, I, I honestly feel like you couldn't even hear about something like that happening in the United States because of the climate of the United States right now, it would be like no one would ever, ever, ever want to go anywhere. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I can see that. But you have to also tie in um, Korea booze who, you know, buy into the perfect right K-pop world. And so these people like, okay, international fans, If I mean, if we were really smart about it, we would probably just like we would look at it as a failing of just not YG, but of K-pop in general, because K-pop is a climate that allows for this kind of stuff. And we would, you know, take our coins elsewhere. And the advancement that we're seeing with a lot of these groups would fall flat. But, you know, one thing it's like, there are innocent people. So it's kind of hard to be like, well, you know, the money goes, I mean, we don't know where the money goes. It's kind of the thing, right? So, because some of it- You mean in terms of, in terms of like, like the tourism revenue, but not even that. Just like even like, um, like text debuted on like the heat seekers and things like that. But if people really wanted to, you know, hurt K-pop itself, they would not buy albums. They would not see concerts. But, they would, but that all inadvertently still affects Korea's economy. I guess, yeah. like all yeah. of it is, of course. if people, of course, because that's honestly, I feel like there's a re- there's a reason why Korea pushes K-pop so much because they do pretty. It it makes money, like period. And it makes them look good too. Yeah, it makes them look so, like it's like how Japan pushes Kawaii. Yeah, it, it's but, like, but that's what I mean, right? Like if you wanted to affect k-pop because it's it's it is a k-pop problem that's how the west is framing it the west is framing it as squeaky clean k-pop has this big scandal and it is big and so if you wanted to affect k-pop in whole in in general um and i think that would be the most effective personally 
um, I would say you affect the bottom line. You don't, you don't trend, don't, right. you don't buy albums, you don't buy concert tickets, you don't, you halt that advancement in its tracks. And you say, look, you may not be from the same company, you know, you may be a different gendered group, but this affects you and you need to fix it. And that would definitely put pressure. I mean, look at, look at how the stocks for all of the companies has fallen since this, the scandal has hit. It's not just a YG problem because we like, you'd have to be a naive person to believe that this is only happening with YG, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the Y, sorry, YGE, like this is not just their problem. We, K-dramas has also had their own fair share of sex scandals. Um, I mean, K-pop idols themselves have had their own types of scandals, some sexual, some, you know, a lot of them dealing with DUIs, drug issues, things like that. So it's like, maybe we need this to shake up K-pop to get it in a better mm-hmm. place. And yeah. honestly, the only way to affect it is bottom line, because like, like white people, they don't give a shit unless you affect their money. <laughs> Once you affect their bag, that's when they are willing to make changes. I, I think, I, I'm honestly, it's it, it's weird to me to hear people who will, will, like, never buy an album from a Western artist or, like, go on a concert tour paying 500 to to $1,000 to see their favorite K-pop artist and, like, buying the $30 album with multiple photo cards and buying the light sticks. And it's, it's, it's so weird. It's, like, jarring because... I'm gonna be real with you. If it, I just don't consume all. Like, if I really support an artist, I will purchase. I don't support any. I don't. I can't say that there's a K-pop artist that I support enough to go out and do all that. There yeah. are obviously tons of people who do, and yeah. it's just shocking to me because it's like you guys don't do any of this for non-Korean artists. For me, like I do. Like I go to see my favorite like performers um live i've i've gone to so many concerts in my life and i still buy albums so for me like translate pop was not like a big deal for me because it's like if i want to i love live music but i mean do you think your average your average k-pop fan who's like 14 years old who thinks that you know bts is much deeper than i don't know j cole or something do you think that they're like going all out for you know, their favorite American artists, if they even not. have one. But Nine think- times out of ten, they're all about that one K-pop group because they're that one K-pop group is selling a fantasy to them that an American artist is just not going to do. But it's not even that. I think it's just, like, the different culture. It's, like, hear albums, like, I know people are getting back into vinyl, but, like, CDs and shit, like, nobody really buys that. Nobody really cares about that. It's all about streaming. Like, the youngins only know about streaming. They don't but know about but buying that, that's... a cassette tape on the corner of a New York street from some sketchy person who just probably <laughs> recorded that official <laughs> cassette. Like, they don't understand that life, okay? But but what I'm saying is, is like, it's like, I get where, I get where you're coming from, but I think for some reason, the, at least the way I've seen it, that only applies to American music. Like, they'll happily stream Ariana Grande. They'll happily stream yeah, Taylor Swift. But they will not, they, they will not, like, spend the thousands of dollars on your, your I don't know, I don't know who's, Shawn Mendes? Are, are those the people that are popular? Like, with the kids these days? I don't, I don't listen to <laughs> music that yeah, I is made it. by people who are not named. 
I don't want to say what I want to really am trying to say, but you know what I'm trying to say. If yes, it's not a certain type of person, I'm not going to listen to me, period. I, <laughs> my stand on that has always been that the reason that they, the K-pop world has not fully transitioned to digital music is because of the monetary aspect of it because albums give like you make more money off of albums than you do off of streams and then if you create this like idea that you have to in order to support like a group means Mm -hmm. you have to be 1000 everything that they do that and that is and like your loyalty to the group is dependent on like what effort you put in and how much money you spend yeah i mean i think that the culture itself breeds those types of fans and it breeds that extremism that we are always criticizing. Um, mm-hmm. In the same way, I don't think, but as you said, like the Western world, they don't really feed you a fantasy. They just like want to give you music. And yeah, they have obviously a brand that they try to sell, but it's not the same way. And it's not as personal. I don't think. Um, whereas an idol fan, it's like, you're supposed to feel like you know them, but in like like Beyonce's like, listen, I'm gonna put this picture on Instagram. Don't bother me for two days. You know, like you know, like Taylor Swift, yeah, on tour, and you know she she puts pictures up, but she's not like like it's not like um EXO has that like EXO ladder to the world where they do like these V live shows and stuff. Like they're not Western artists are not doing that as much, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not even as 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 interactive. I don't think. Not when you're, like, a big celebrity, anyways. I feel like if you're, like, a C or D, you have more time for that. But, like, the big names there versus the big names in Korea, like, there's, there's like, a, a, veil, a veil in between you. You know, like, or a wall in between you in the West. Whereas mm-hmm. in the K-pop world, it's, like, we're all family. We are all love, you know? Well, it's also, it, I think, I feel like it's so interesting how that principle is sort of reflected in even things like the way artists promote i don't know if you ever noticed this um and for all of the listeners who speak korean or who are learning korean you might notice this there is a, like for example in america artists like my new album's coming out you know it starts blah, blah blah and i guess it used to be more aggressive back in the day which I, is what i'm assuming korea sort of k-pop is sort of modeled after after in sort of in terms of the aggressive promotion but there's like a certain language even around it that's like um for example you might hear artists always say oh like always you know support me like it's like they say it so take care they say it so directly it is so weird because like you never hear that type of thing outside of k-pop like it's just like it's it's it was jarring to me and J- yeah, but it it was yeah. jarring to me to hear it so candidly. An artist say, yeah. "Literally, you need to do this for me." Yeah, it's yeah, like a favor they, you're doing for me. You get you are their best friends. You are their support system, and I mean, in a way, you are because like, if you're not buying their shit, like they're not making money, and if they're not making money, what are they even doing there? You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I get it, but. I don't know. I just, um, I do want to report that Yoon Jung Hyun from Highlight has withdrawn from the group. What? So, uh, <laughs> uh, of for- like, I guess now he's a former Beast slash Highlight member um, because he mm-hmm. was friends with um, JJY 
And he, even though he said that he didn't take part or he did not um, send any illegal videos, he didn't report about it. So he knew about it and he watched the videos. So um, because of that, he has withdrawn from Highlight. I mean, that's just, to me, that makes total sense. Because like we were saying earlier, that's, that's pretty much just as bad. I mean, you're complacent. We always, it's funny how, you know, we learn in school that being a bystander is almost as bad as being the bully. (laughs) So I feel like that same rule always applies. If you are actively contributing to someone else actually going and harming other people by either being silent or just supporting them outright, you are just as trash as they are, period. Yep. And that's the thing, right? How do you, like, how are you in a, a chat room? oh, I gave this girl drugs or pills and now she's a thief. I'm going to rape her. And you just like, oh, time to go record a song. Time to go to a music show. And you're not you like, imagine? reactive in any way. Apparently, like, Sungri was in some of these chat rooms while he was, like, backstage of his on his tour. Yeah, that's so, what I, mean, I heard. So he was, like, kikiing with his friends there and their, like, rapey tendencies. And he was, like, you know going on stage and talking about receiving love from VIPs and stuff. Like, he's just tainted so much. Like, so much of, like... And that's kind of why I'm just, like... I went from, like, I feel bad about Big Bang disbanding or whatever to, like, Swinkery's a colossal fucktart and I would slap him if I could. Like, how dare he? Like, all of the love and all of the support that he's received from you know vips like myself and like this is what he does like i'm just not i'm not even just like angry i'm just disappointed and just so ashamed of him Mm -hmm. like and his behavior like i just and maybe that's like another being in the k-pop fandom like that you would feel like ashamed of you know these artists that you don't even know personally but like Personally, like, I never thought he was, like, the a choir boy, but I just never expected all of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I never in a million years would I have, like, expected him to be in these types of chat rooms and, like, soliciting prostitution for investors and, like, all of this stuff. I just never would have imagined it, like, in a million years. And he just deserves him and you know this guy from highlight and jjy and the mr chow who is i don't think they've revealed who he is and like their police commissioner friend like and all of the people involved just deserve the worst that life can give them at this yeah. point i'm just so tired of it i feel like we've covered most of it is yeah. there any like like last sort of words you want or um or last opinions or anything you want to say before we go about this situation nope okay i'm just gonna say that i feel like everybody needs to take a chill pill in a lot of ways and i think the most important thing that we can do from here on in is throw our support 100 behind the victims um do not try to find out who they are do not try to reveal any identities because they are anonymous for a reason and we need to gain some perspective. K-pop is fun. K-pop is, you know, you know, for some people it's 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 life-saving. And for other people, it's just like a mild, you know, way 
to pass the time. And so, like, there's a whole bunch of people who are in it for all these different reasons. And I feel like we need to remember that these are people, these are human beings, and human beings are capable of the most evil, disgusting things in the world, but they're also, you know, capable of good and, you know, like, angelic behavior. And so we need to remember that these are people and that criticizing somebody doesn't necessarily mean that you hate them forever if if that's something that you're worried about i know a lot of people in k-pop worry about that like criticizing opa means that i I, i'm an anti because it it, it's just like it's just stupid and it's just so singular and and thought um and i think we just need to remember that these are not just issues in korea these are issues around the world and you know ask ourselves are we would we act differently if it happened here you know like if it didn't involve opa you know or a group that we like or industry that we like would our opinions be different and i think that in a lot of cases the opinions would be different so i mean i think in, you need to ask yourself what that means in a lot of ways and i think you also need to just look at your motives if your motives are to find justice and to you know help korea with these crazy crazy men who you know are recording things against their will for fun and like are doing it so openly like if if that's you know you want things to be better for korean women and you want things to be better for women in the world that's great but if you're just doing it because you know it's another group that's down like you just need to exit yourself from this whole conversation you just need to be not a part of it you need to just go somewhere else and find some sort of meaning to your life you know yeah and i just want to say to vips you need to like you need to deal with this however you need to deal with this i'm not going to tell you like what's right and what's wrong in that regard because like i like i know that there's a lot of probably conflicting emotions but sungri fucked up the other members also probably likely fucked up as well yge is just a cesspool of like garbage at this point you know, we need you need to come to that realization and you need to figure out like exactly how to convey your very human and very conflicted emotions without shitting on 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 like the victims and people who, you know, say Sungri deserves what he's getting. Because at the end of the day, Sungri does deserve what he's getting. He fucked up. He knows it and the world knows it now. So I mean you just need to come to that realization and and then, you know, just just determine what you want to do from there but do, do not come after people like i've literally been blocked by people by vips on on twitter because i'm just like Sungri's getting everything he deserves because of what he did like actions have consequences this is a very adult like lesson that people learn and so i mean you could live in your bubble you can follow like yuchin fans and like that guy from ss 501 or whatever from and and boys over flower i can't i never remember that guy's name but you can follow like in the footsteps of these trash ass fans or you can you know just grow the fuck up and like accept that you know opa did terrible things and there might be reveals even more terrible things to come and sort of just go from there and also i just want to say that it is very fitting that on this day that things are falling apart and burning <laughs> pretty much at YGE. Park Bomb has returned to the real-time charts at the top of the charts. 
Um, and she's thriving. I thought you were going to say that um, it's fitting because Burning Sun and Mercury oh, retrograde no. <laughs> and Mercury is closest to the sun. Well, apparently Taurus is in Uranus and that happens like every nine years or something like that. Okay, I might be completely messing that up and even reversing those names. Um, but apparently there's this thing in the that's also happening yeah, you at the are same time. Right. Okay, say yeah. that again. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was Taurus and Uranus, but it could be Uranus and Taurus. I can't remember. But apparently this thing happens every like seven years and like yeah. it's really big and like one of the key characteristics of it is that things that have been happening for a long time come to light. So like the burning sun, you know, those those women paying um, to get their kids into college. We have our own like little drama, like with our prime minister and SNC, because also there was like a, a new moon on the day that Mercury retrograde came out. So like there's a lot mm-hmm. going on, like planetary wise and just like mm-hmm. in the stars. So, yes, things are there are going to be a lot more revelations, I think, as you know, things in the closet are coming out slowly. So we'll see um but like to get back on track yeah um yeah no park bomb is doing very well and this is after yg hung her out to dry for taking adderall for her depression mind you what yes that's How people in high school that took adderall just to yeah. take it <laughs> well adderall is illegal in korea so she tried to bring it into the country she had a prescription ah. for it from the u.s but uh-huh. she tried to bring it into the country, and that's where the drug scandal came about. Um, it's but... so weird that Adderall would be illegal in Korea, considering they probably would use it more than we would. Why? Well, I mean, because of the fact, you know, their work week uh, is like yeah. 60 hours. So Of course, of course. But um, so the fact that, you know, they hung her out to dry for something so relatable and understandable, mind you. And, you know, like, I remember when this stuff was starting to break out about the text messages and YG was like, oh, Sungri told me that he didn't do it or that these texts are, are incorrect and false. So I believe him. It's just like, oh, oh my God. I just, it. I'm very happy for Park Bomb and Sandra and, you know, Lehigh hopefully, you know, can still make music in Blackpink. You know, they're on a world, world tour. They're going to be at Coachella. Like, there's so many people affected by this and it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out like and if it's going to stop or halt like everything that goes on in YGE and then they're just going to go broken like have to close at that point because the like Korea just doesn't want them around anymore yeah that was a very bad note that was a very bad note yeah (laughs) (laughs) um Jivan, did you have any final thoughts? Nope. Okay. And Nat, I think you pretty much kind of covered like a lot of what I was thinking about things as well. So I don't really have anything more to add other than I think there's more revelations to come. Yeah. So, you know, I will reserving my judgment about things until we see more and that's pretty much that's pretty much it for me okay well if we have talked ourselves out on this topic then I would like to thank 
Nat and Jimin for joining me for this very illuminating discussion. As always, you can find us on our uh, SoundCloud account, and we are also located at NYA Netizens on Twitter. We are at Not Your Average Netizens on SoundCloud and Instagram, and Not Your Average Netizens at gmail.com is where you can drop us a line. Um, ask us any questions, especially following this podcast, if you have any questions about what we think about the Sungri scandal and Burning Sun, we'd be more than happy to talk about it further. And if that's all, then I want to thank you guys for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.